Hi, I'm Eden. And I'm Nicole. Welcome to Roadside, Roadside Horror, Horror Show. Show. Campfire Tales. Campfire Tales. We can do that. Absolutely. So this is sort of like a refuel where um, I kind of had this idea when I told someone, yeah, just give me one word that isn't creepy necessarily, and I will make a creepy story out of it. And I did. And I think it actually works pretty well, but I'll let you guys decide that and you, Nicole, since you haven't heard it yet either. I know. I'm pretty excited, Eden. I'm just going to sit back and relax and listen to your scary ass story and hopefully not have my nightmares later. Alrighty. I will try not to give you nightmares. Or will I? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the word that I was given was blob. So I was like, how am I going to make this scary? I think I can do it. So here it is. Getting out of bed in the morning is the worst. Why do I always feel so dead? Even after my first cup of coffee, I'm still exhausted. The worst part is I feel that way all day long. Hell, the only time I actually feel awake is when I have to try to go to sleep at the end of the night. My sleep issues have always been a struggle, honestly. But after what happened last night, I don't know if I'll ever sleep again. It was a day like any other. Woke up groggy, had my mandatory two cups of coffee while staring blankly at a wall. Got in the car, drove to work, went through the motions there until it was time to go home. I had dinner, watched a little TV, checked Facebook, you know, the usual. It wasn't until I tucked myself into bed that it happened. I usually fall asleep with the TV on. They say it's not good for your eyes, but I find the background noise helps me. I start to doze while watching a show I've seen a million times before, but when I opened my eyes, the TV was suddenly off. I didn't do that, I thought. I knew it was odd, but... I was tired, so maybe I turned it off and just forgot about it. I decided to go back to sleep. I turned to face the wall, the one in the opposite direction of my TV, slowly drifting under the surface of sleep once more. And that's when a noise startled me awake. White noise blared through my room. The TV was back on somehow when I rolled back around and it was on a channel I guess I didn't get because it was just static snow. But I thought that wasn't supposed to happen anymore with digital. Suddenly, through the static sounds of the white noise, I swear I could hear a voice. It was the voice of a little girl. Hello? Hello? The voice echoed, softly at first, but growing louder and louder until it seemed to encompass my tiny bedroom. I know you're there, I could hear her saying. This couldn't be real, I thought as I began to make my way out of bed and over to the now cacophonous din of the television. I couldn't find the remote, which I was sure had been right beside me in bed. I turned it off by hand, pressing the little power button they love to hide on newer TVs. Silence. The sweet sound of silence filled the room, and although I was obviously more awake than I had been, startled by the weirdness of whatever had just happened, I felt like I might be able to get back to sleep if I tried. I was halfway to the bed when the white noise began again. What on earth was happening? I turned back around and made my way back over to the television, pressed the button again, and it suddenly wasn't working. Why won't you talk to me? The little girl voice asked again in a demanding tone. Talk to me! Talk to me! I frantically pressed the power button again and again, but still nothing happened. I pulled the cord from the wall and still nothing. Was I dreaming? I pinched myself and felt the sharp pain on my forearm. Nope, not dreaming. The little girl's voice was still filling the room, and a putrid stench began to fill the air around me. It smelled like something had died in here, but where was it coming from? 
I'd had enough by this point. The little girl was still shouting at me, so I ran for the door, but it was locked. I don't have a lock on my bedroom door. I pulled with all my might, but it was stuck fast. That's when everything went quiet once more, and the only sound that remained was the voice of the little girl, eerily calm now. If you won't talk to me, I'll make you pay attention. From behind me, I could hear the sound of the door creak. It was my closet door. I turned to see it open, slowly. What was happening? Behind the door, I could see a small orb of light. There's no light in my closet. What was behind the door? Was it something moving? It began creeping, no, oozing out of the crack between the now ajar closet door and the wall. A strange blob of flesh and bone moving agonizingly slow. My back was to the bedroom door now. I was still trying the knob to no avail, not taking my eyes off the thing in front of me for even a second. It began to grow and take shape right before my very eyes. I could hear the bones snap into place and the blood trickle into a flowing mass, slowly taking on the appearance of a little girl. She looked more like an old Victorian porcelain doll than a real little girl. Her skin was as pale as death. Her blonde hair was wet and stringy, matted in dirt, and the viscous blood which had molded her, and her eyes. I'll never forget those eyes like black pools of the deepest, darkest void. I was nothingness in them, as if she had taken my very soul. This thing wasn't a little girl. She was something old, primordial even, something that had only brought destruction and desolation to any unlucky enough to cross her path. She got down on all fours like an animal, half crawling and half slithering toward me in an inhuman way. God, I thought this was it. This is how I die. She crept closer and closer still. There was no way out. My small lamp on my end table began to flicker, and with each flash of light, she crept closer and closer until I could feel her hot, reeking breath on my face. Do I have your attention now? She asked in a low voice that slithered across my skin. All I could do was nod. She smiled then, not the bright smile of a little girl, but the sharp-toothed grin of the devil himself. Good, she said in a much deeper tone now. Remember this next time I want to talk to you, and there will be a next time. With that, I awoke in a cold sweat, my sheets completely saturated. It was all a dream, but it had felt so real. It had dreams that felt real before, but nothing like this one. Not wanting to stay in bed, I got up and threw on a robe as fast as I could. The TV was still on the way I had left it. Nothing seemed to miss. I was about to head downstairs when I glanced over and noticed the door to my closet was still ajar, and I've always kept it closed since I was a child. My body was telling me to run, get out of the house and never turn back, but something made me inch my way to the closet door. I placed one trembling hand on the wood and let it creak open until I could see inside. Nothing. There was nothing. I heaved a sigh of relief as I shut the door and turned around, and that's when I saw it. Written in blood on the wall behind my bed were the words, We're going to be friends, you and I. Don't think of running. I will find you. I will always find you. Wow. 
I already struggle with my bedroom door at night. This is not going to make it any easier. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. That was very spooky. I've always had a problem with nightmares as a child and things like that. And there was actually something in my closet when I was a child. So this wasn't, I mean, it was fake, of course, but it was not that much of a stretch from things I've experienced. So Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed our first campfire tale. Hopefully, we will come back with additional spooky tales that may be inspired by real life, but are, are, I guess, what would you say, like break from digging through the real life horror and kind of just getting creative with some of that internalized horror. Exactly. Who doesn't love a little internalized horror? Until next time, Roadsters. Creep creep on, on, creeping creeping on. on.